Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, everyone. My name is Philip Katafmo with Believe in Angels on the Believe Podcast Network, Los Angeles' number one sports podcast network, the only place where they show for every team in LA and more. We believe in our teams. Do you believe? If you enjoy this show, please subscribe and rate on iTunes. Uh, we're also available on Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com. That's B-L-E-A-V.com. And at Believe Podcast on all your social network, social media, whatever you've got there, you can find us at Believe Podcasts with the at sign. Anyway, uh, my name is Philip. Happy to have you along with me. Hope you're enjoying your day. The Angels wrapped up their series against the Seattle Mariners. Uh, game one, I'm going to breeze through it really quickly. I don't really want to talk about how Mike Leake almost no hit the Angels. Uh, thank God for Luis Renfigo because he finally found a base hit and history was erased. Now, obviously, if you're a Mariners fan, uh, welcome to the show. And also, uh, you know, you obviously, if you get a chance to see something like that, it's uh, it's pretty incredible. Uh, you, you possibly get an opportunity to watch Mike Leake, a guy who has really bounced around the league a lot, kind of find a home a little bit in Seattle and pitch well in that game. I'm going to be completely honest. I don't know how well he's been doing all season long, um, but at least in Friday's game, if you're a Mariners fan, great victory, almost no hit the Angels. But if you're an Angels fan, uh, we're just going to breeze past it. Uh, so everybody get your Luis Renfigo jerseys uh, because he was the hero on Friday night for the Angels in the 10 nothing Mariners victory to start out game one of this series. The Angels bounce back on Saturday, get a solid victory, four-run victory, 6-2. to two. They beat the Seattle Mariners. Uh, David Fletcher went two for five with an RBI. Uh, Mike Trout hit a home run, which is, I mean, who doesn't love a Mike Trout home run? Uh, Otani got a base hit. I mean, collectively, it was a solid performance up and down. Albert Pujols went two for three. Um, you know, it's, it's a nice bounce back victory for the Los Angeles angels. Uh, you know, you get five strong innings out of canning. Um, you know, it's, it's good. You know, only two earned runs given up all game and Cam Bedrosian comes in, you get a couple Hansel Robles came in for an inning bullpen worked very pretty well. Uh, I mean, you can't really be too upset about a bounce back victory after getting no hit on Saturday. But Sunday is really kind of the game that I I wanted to to talk a little bit about because it has a lot more implications than I mean, I guess you can kind of essentially look at. Um first off, the Angels did win 9 to 3. They got a uh, a nice victory to win the series. Currently in the NL West or excuse me, the AL West, uh the Angels are at 52 and 49. They're 12 games back of the Astros. Um, fighting more for a wild card spot at this point. I mean, 12 games is not impossible at this point. We're just kind of coming down to the end of July. We've still got all of August and a little bit of September. Not a lot. Um, some might say not, not at all. Um, but, uh, definitely a lot of time for the angels to kind of make ground in the AOS. But I, I would assume the target right now in Brad Osmus's first season with the angels is to hopefully get a wild card berth. They're only about five games back between the Rays, the Indians, uh, and the Athletics, who are currently sitting above uh, the Angels in the AL West, and also the Red Sox, who are 54 and 46. So not a big hill to climb. You're only back five games of the wild card leaders. Very, very good potential that the Angels 
might make the playoffs. There's still, obviously, like I said, there's still a lot of games to be played in July. There's the series with the Dodgers coming up, then they hit the road against the Orioles. That's four very favorable games. Another three after the Tigers. I mean, the Dodgers series is going to be back and forth anyway. So, you know, after that, getting to to go back home for a, a five-game set, that's what you want to see, or a six-game set against the Orioles and the Tigers, who are currently two of the lesser teams in the MLB. They're both in dead last in their uh, respective division. So that's a great way to make up some space and make up some time. But on Sunday, we had a great performance from Dylan Peters. Uh, Peters pitched phenomenal. Uh, he pitched very, very well in uh, his start against the Seattle Mariners, going five strong, four strikeouts, uh, only allowing four hits and no earned runs. All the earned runs came in uh, for the bullpen. And that's what you want to see. Um, right now, the Angels pitching staff obviously with the death of Tyler Skaggs it hurts uh, you know Andrew Heaney is now on the 10-day DL uh Jose Suarez is on the 40-man roster um ignore that I read that wrong uh but you know you've now Dylan Peters was initially a bullpen guy coming up and now kind of making his way into the starting rotation a, a younger kid at 26 he is not the youngest starting pitcher for the Angels but uh you you want that youth um like I said you know, you've released Matt Harvey. Matt Harvey is now off the roster. Uh, I think that was a great move for the Angels. It was a solid investment for the Los Angeles Angels because had Mike, Matt Harvey, I keep calling him, I don't want to call him Mike, had Matt Harvey been at about 50%, maybe even 56% of what he used to be, that's a solid four or five guy right there. That's Matt Harvey winning you about eight games on the season, maybe nine that's what you want to see. You know, he can come back, then you can reestablish his contract. And then, of course, on the flip side, if something like this happens, you're not tied to him for a huge contract. Uh, he was only here. He was only here for a season. Uh, he didn't even finish the season. I'm pretty sure Matt Harvey will get a bid somewhere else. I feel like there's a, a playoff team or a uh, maybe one of the lower teams that could use just a body to throw a couple innings and maybe they get a, a couple solid starts from Matt Harvey. He does have three wins on the season, but that 7.09 ERA is tough. And now with a guy like Dylan Peters, who has pitched well and is 2-0 and uh, on the season with a 2.63 ERA, uh, you kind of go, well, so who's expendable out of this roster? And the answer is almost always Matt Harvey. Um you know, it's it's a you like I said, you lose your ace in, in Tyler Skaggs, uh, an absolute tragedy in that. But you get a guy like Dylan Peters, who for right now is showing a lot of promise. That helps. I mean, it really does. It it, it gives you a little bit more confidence going forward that maybe Dylan Peters can win you the eight or nine games that you you've you've wanted to get. He's got the lowest ERA so far in starting pitchers for the Angels, and. I mean, I'm not. What else can you really say? That, that's that's what you want. Uh, I mean, there's obviously be a couple guys that you can feed in and out of the rotation, um, but at least in my opinion, Dylan Peters should be considered immensely um, for his solid pitching performances. And funny enough, they both came against Seattle. They were several months in between each other, but again, he pitched very well against. Uh, he pitched very well against Seattle in June and then comes back in July and gets another victory. I mean, he gave up a couple more hits in his first outing, but coming out of the bullpen, Dylan Peters is now getting an opportunity to throw uh, up at the big league level as a starting pitcher, and I think it's a great addition. Uh, Matt Harvey's gone. Unfortunately, Tyler Skaggs is also gone. I don't want to keep harping on that. I apologize if I keep bringing it up, but he was a part of the starting rotation. 
Uh, Andrew Heaney being hurt is a is a, a slight blow, and now with Matt and like I said, with Matt Harvey gone, your rotation is now looking Tyler Scat or Trevor Cahill, Griffin Canning, Jose Suarez, and Dylan Peters. You know, will the Angels go after somebody in the in the at the trade deadline for a, a starting pitcher? Possibly. That's that's an option. Uh, are they going to be in the running for a guy like Noah Syndergaard? Uh, of course not. They don't need Noah Syndergaard. They're not they're not the number one team in the AL West right now. They do need starting pitching for sure. Uh, that's that's no question. They they definitely need starting pitching. Uh, but like I said, you got a guy like Dylan Peters. He's pitching well. Let him let him show you what you got what he's got. You know, uh, we'll see how he does against a team that isn't the Seattle Mariners. But uh, a performance like this. From a young guy is is great. Uh, you know, it, it's it's what you want. It's what you want to see. Uh, so the Angels wrapped up their series against the Mariners. Like I said, they're they're trying to maybe catch up a little bit to the uh, the Athletics and a couple of those other teams that are currently in the wild card and bidding for a wild card spot. Um, so this is this is great. Winning a series against a division rival is awesome because that pushes Seattle down a little bit further. Uh, they. Still have yet to clear 50 wins on the season. And to be completely honest, they still have yet to clear 45 wins on the season. So conference games or uh, division games like this, definitely a big plus for the Angels to beat the Mariners in a three-game set. And like I said, we'll take a look at their schedule uh, here in a second. Um, like They've got the series against the Dodgers. Going to be tough, but they've played the Dodgers well, um, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, they did win the series, the two-game series in Anaheim against the Los Angeles Dodgers, but now they'll be going to Dodger Stadium to take on the Dodgers. And for some reason, it's always a very tough competition between those two teams. It doesn't really matter what <laughs> it doesn't really matter what uh, what day of the week it is or um, where they're at. They always seem to play each other very well. So. We'll see what happens in that Dodgers series. Obviously, if maybe they can sneak one, if, if the Angels can sneak one against the Dodgers, that'd be great. Uh, it's early in the week. Uh, Kershaw's already pitched, so I doubt they'll see Kershaw. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um, Dodgers have been kind of up and down, in my opinion. But uh, you break the three games, uh, the three game skid. You know, you lost the last two. You split the series with the Strohs, which is good. Um, it's better than losing the series. I mean, you're trying to clear. You're getting into more divisional games as we're coming down the stretch a little bit. So if you can split the series, win the series against these divisional teams, especially if they're more than three games, uh, it helps a lot. Um, so breaking the three game losing streak, you come back after getting no hit and you rebound. Well, uh, now they're riding a two game winning streak. I wouldn't be surprised if, if the angels stole, stole one from the Dodgers in this series, maybe on Wednesday or possibly the first game on Tuesday. Um, and then they'll hit the road. They've got a four game series at home. Uh, technically, I mean, look, you can argue is, is the angels traveling to Dodger stadium really in a away game? Eh, you could argue that it's not, they're in the same state. They're not too far away from each other. It's not like the angels having to go up to Toronto and take on the blue Jays or even go to Colorado and play the Rockies or maybe a team they'd actually play like, uh, like Houston, like in Texas, that's obviously more of a road game than it is against the Dodgers. But look, in reality, the Angels are back at home for a little bit. Um, they'll take on the Dodgers, and then they'll take on the Orioles for four, and then the Tigers for three. Very, very winnable games against the Orioles and the Tigers. Both teams, like I said, are currently at the bottom of their respective divisions. This is a perfect chance for the Angels to gain some ground uh, in the wildcard race. And possibly if 
you know, if the Astros can somehow skid very, very far, they'll take on the Athletics. So this is kind of a matchup you want. It's going to be a tough few series. It's going to be a tough couple of series for the Astros. They've got the Athletics on uh, today, which is Monday, and they've got a three-game set against them. They're off Thursday, and then they play Friday, Saturday, Sunday against the Cardinals, who have been pretty solid all season long. Um, and then they take on the Indians. Now, of course, the Indians are hit and miss, but the Athletics have been playing well. Um, you know, like I said, the Cardinals are right up there in the NL Central. Uh, they're a tough team. They are always they always play tough every season. Uh, and this is a like I said, this is a chance. If the Athletics can get two out of one against the Strohs, this is an opportunity for the the Athletics to kind of take over that number one spot, and then maybe the Angels can start to take advantage of their sort of lesser schedule. I mean, I don't want to badmouth the Orioles and Tigers organization, but in all honesty, just collectively, if you look at the teams, they're just not great this season. Uh, And they're both in rebuilds. The Orioles are still about maybe a decade away from contending again. The Tigers are right there with them. So this is an opportunity for the Angels to really kind of pick it up and get a couple easy victories before they take on the Indians starting in August. Um, after that, it gets interesting. Indians, Reds, Red Sox, Pirates, you just keep going down and down, and then you know the season's over. We're, we're getting right into it. I mean, we have the whole month of September as well. Uh, I know at the top of the, top of the show I said there wasn't a lot in September. There is clearly a lot of baseball in September. I mixed it up with October. Um, you've still got two months of baseball left, two and a half months of baseball left, a lot of time to really pick up and put down and get some victories. Uh, I mean, you've got a, a, an emerging pitcher out of Dylan Peters who pitched great. That's awesome. There's still an opportunity for the Angels to grab somebody at the trade deadline and improve their bullpen, improve their um, their starting rotation, and possibly, you know, maybe add a, a couple guys. You know, this is this is kind of the point right now where the angels are either going to make that turn and go, go forward and, and uh, make that turn and go forward into uh, playoff contention, or they're just going to stay as the third place team in the AL central or gosh, in the AL West and patiently sit while everybody just kind of breezes past them. You know, there's still, they, they've still got to find a couple guys, you know uh, I mean, it, it's just like, who who do they go after? You know, they could go after Matthew Boyd. They'd have to give up a, a couple prospects, um, which is it's possible. Uh, they could go after Mike Miner. I know that they had initially talked about getting guys who were who. There had been some rumors that maybe the Angels were looking more towards players who uh, whose contracts will still be team controlled past this season, which I think is smart. Uh, I think it's very smart. Um, so. You know, you're going to get Otani back on the mound next season. So now you can move Otani back into the rotation. They're definitely missing his pitching right now. Um, but, you know, you'll get Otani next season. You'll still have Heaney. Uh, you'll still have Griffin Canning. Now you can add D- uh, Dylan Peters to that list. And now you've got four, potentially five, depending on who they get, but for sure four solid starters. And now you just got to kind of look for that ace. You know, you want Otani to be that guy. You want Andrew Heaney to be that guy. But Heaney's been battling injury problems. Otani's been battling injury problems. Canning, uh, Canning and Dylan Peters are young. So who do they go after? 
Marcus Stroman, I think, is a great addition. It could be a great addition. Um, I think it's not going to cost a whole lot to get him. He's a guy who will fit in well in Los Angeles. Um, I, I think it's a great pick for them. Uh, I think it's a great pickup for them to jump all over um, Marcus Stroman. Like I said, Matthew Boyd is still an option if they really want to uh, to go after somebody who might cost a little bit more. Matthew Boyd's pretty young, so I feel like the um, – I, I strongly feel like the Tigers are going to want to milk as much as possible out of Matthew Boyd because he's got a very team-friendly contract. He's a great young pitcher. Uh, he'd fit great with the Angels. Him and, and Stroman, I think, would be two of the best, um, two of the three best options for the Angels at the trade deadline. And also Robbie Ray from the Diamondbacks, who I'm really surprised the Diamondbacks haven't tried to trade yet. Um, I know they've been they've been kind of hinting at the fact that they were going to maybe get rid of Zach Granke. Uh, and you I mean, I, I don't know if, if the angels would be interested in Granke. He's got a pretty hefty contract uh, to hang on to not as team friendly as maybe the other players, you know, like Matthew Boyd is, is uh, arbitration eligible in 2020 or 2022 and Robbie Ray is arbitration eligible in 2020. So you've still got at least a season or so before you got to really make some hard decisions uh, on some of these players if you make these moves. But the rotation is going to need to stri- uh, strengthen up a little bit and possibly even the bullpen. Um, so there's still um, there's still uh, some things that need to be kind of sewed up for the Angels before they can really start making a uh, – before they can really start making a strong push in the playoffs or even for the AL West title. I know they talked about maybe getting Wilson Ramos or James McCann. I know that they wanted some uh, – they wanted some catching depth. I think that's a great move for them. I I, I think that'd be good. You know, I, it'll just be interesting. You know, it's tough with with Jonathan Lucroy being hurt. Um, you know, he took that nasty hit from Jeff Marsak. I can't I can't pronounce his name correctly, but everyone knows who he is. Uh, and um, you know, you, you put now you got Jonathan Lucroy out, and you need a you need a catcher. And I think Wilson Ramos would be a good pickup, and and James McCann, and there's. Maybe a couple other guys they can go after. Maybe down the street they can go after Austin Barnes. I mean, I know that Barnes isn't necessarily the greatest hitting catcher, but defensively, he's pretty solid. Um, I don't know if I don't know if I really want a Dodger Dodger catcher on the Angels, but I mean, I don't know. He could be in my in my sense, he could be a guy who could kind of sure up the catching position a little bit, a little bit more of a consistent guy. Doesn't get hurt a whole lot. Um, like I said, doesn't have the greatest bat. I mean, he's got a, he's batting 199. He's about to lose his job anyway. So it makes him expendable and he's just not going to cost a whole lot. That's my thing. So as much as I really probably don't want to see Austin Barnes in an Angels uniform, it's still a a plausible option, uh, at the trade deadline because he's just not going to cost a lot. He can also play second base. So if he happens to have a, a bounce back season, you know, you can put him at second or catcher, uh, and then you can just get somebody else. But I think James McCann and Marcus Stroman right now would be the two targets for me to kind of assist going down the stretch for the Angels, uh, and then kind of start to focus more on 2020 when you get Otani back and you can get a better idea of how good Dylan Peters and Griffin Canning are. Um, but uh, Robbie Ray, man, Robbie Ray on the Angels would be great. I like that. A big strikeout guy. I mean, he's. I'm a big fan of that. Honestly, <laughs> uh, I, I really like that addition uh, or possible uh, addition for the Angels. Um, so moving forward, uh, you know, it's 
like I said, you know, moving forward for the Angels, it's, it's going to be when are they going to make that turn? Uh, are, are they going to make that turn towards wild card contention? Are they going to make that turn towards staying just kind of relevant? They're, they're at 52 victories. They're, 52 wins is good at this point. And you're only six games back of the A's who could obviously get thumped by the Astros, which you would want. You know, I'm looking at it at two perspectives. Do you want the wild card or do you want an opportunity at uh, at the title? There's still time. You know, the Astros aren't crazy. Like, I mean, they're not like like they were at the beginning of the season. You know, uh, they're, they're kind of taking a little bit of a step back at this point and they've got a tough schedule going forward. So, I mean, as you know, as an Angels fan, you, you got to be torn because – you want the Astros to get knocked out because no one wants to see the Astros win the World Series. And then at the same time, you kind of need the athletics to lose because then the Angels will have an opportunity at the playoffs. They're still going to have an opportunity at the playoffs. You know, you're only two games behind of the Boston Red Sox, but you've got to hope that whoever the Indians play, uh, they beat the crap out of them. And you got to hope that whoever the uh, uh, the Rays play, they end up falling apart. But um at this point, it's like I said, it's just a big where, what is the direction? Where are we going? Are we going in a positive direction? Are we going more backwards? Are we just focusing more on 2020? So if the mentality in the Angels front office right now is we've got an opportunity to make the playoffs, here are the holes that we need to fill. Um, what, how, and who can we get to fill those holes? Like I said, they are going to need to find a a catcher. They're going to need to find a new pitcher uh, or another pitcher. I should say, like I said, Dylan Peters pitching well helps. It helps a lot. It's, it's good to see. Uh, he's, he's been pitching very well. And as a young, you know, a young player, you want, it's, it's, you want, um, you want your young guys to do well, obviously, you know, it, it helps down the stretch. And if Dylan, if Dylan Peters continues to pitch well, then that just shores up the pitching staff a little bit more. And instead of next season looking at possibly only three solid starters, you've now got four. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. Uh, we'll definitely see what happens going down the stretch with the Angels. Um, like I said, you, you maybe need to add a bullpen arm, just somebody you can who's a little bit more consistent. I know Cam Bedrosian has been, uh, has been kind of pitching well, and, and you've got a couple other guys, um, you know, No, no, uh, excuse me, no Ramirez. Like I said, Bedrosian's pitching well. Hansel Robles has been solid. Uh, Ty Buttery has been great. Um, but you can get one more guy in there. I, I didn't mean to take a pause there, but you can get one more guy in there um, to, to kind of just, just, you know, just touch it up a little bit. You know, uh, they were hoping that that was going to be Cody Allen, but it's clearly not. Um, you know, they were maybe hoping that it was going to be Matt Harvey, but it's definitely not going to be Matt Harvey. Um, I mean, they're really not going to go after a guy like Brad Hand. I mean, I just – it's its just the direction. Like, you, you can kind of get a sense, you know, a team like, okay, who are the, – the top contenders are going to go after this guy, this guy, and this guy. But the guy, the teams that are kind of on the bubble, like like the Angels, they're on the bubble. They're either going to make the playoffs as a wild card or they're not. It's simple as that. You know, who who do they then go after? You know, who who are they – are they – if we roll around by the trade deadline or, or by July 31st, or are the Angels going to just stay put? Are they not going to do anything? Uh, are they going to try to go after some guys? You know, 
Uh, I could see it going both ways. Uh, I could see them just preparing for 2020 and just rolling with this team. And then, you know, maybe going after a guy like Marcus Stroman or Matthew Boyd in the off season. Or, and at the same time, I could see them maybe going after those guys right now. You're at a point where you can make a move. You can really do some damage and, and potentially put your team into, into a better, into better, uh, contention down the stretch. It's just a question of who, uh, I mean, really, um, Another people jokingly been saying they should trade Mike Trout. Weirdly enough, I've been off and on that bandwagon. I feel like you could totally trade Mike Trout and get a bunch of prospects, but at the same time, no one wants to see Mike Trout in a different uniform than than the Angels. I know I sure is sure do not. I was kind of on it when the Angels were struggling a little bit. I was like, oh yeah, you get prospects and build up, but I mean, you're not going to trade Mike Trout. I mean, come on, it's just not going to happen. Uh, but like I said, uh, you know, the injury of Zach Wheeler. Yeah, it's, it's just, I, I don't know. It's just like the direction. It's, it's, it's difficult to see where they go, who they go with. Uh, you know, Trevor Bauer is an option. Uh, I would say Zach Wheeler is an option, but he got hurt. So probably not Zach Wheeler. I mean, I just don't know. It's just, it, it's a question of, do the angels want to contend now or do they want to um, just kind of focus more on next season when you'll have more of a pitching staff next season, you add Robbie Ray, to Otani and Andrew Heaney, that's a one, two, three right there. And then you can round it out with Peters and Canning. That's a solid five. That's a really solid five, especially if Otani comes back and pitches well. And especially if if Andrew Heaney comes back and is is solid. I mean, that is a great starting five when you add in uh, you know, you add in a guy like uh Robbie Ray or you add in a guy like Marcus Stroman. It's just, you know, they just need to find themselves a a bullpen arm. Uh, a bullpen arm and a starting pitcher and possibly a catcher. Um, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. Um, but uh, they got the the Dodgers coming up. Uh, we'll, we'll obviously keep an eye on that series. Um, we'll be back to talk about that. Um, Dodgers, and then they'll have the four games set against the Orioles. And I think this series right here coming up is really going to decide, you know, if they drop the series against the Orioles and the Tigers, i just focus on 2020. I wouldn't make any moves at the day at the trade deadline. I would just contend as much as possible, and uh, and just go from there. Because if you're dropping games to the Cardinals, or if you're dropping games to the Orioles and the pot, the Tigers, then hey man, I at this point we might as well just focus on next season. But focusing on right now, let's get back into the mindset of today because we are in today. We're not in next week. We're not in the week after. They got a series against the Dodgers coming up. Should be a fun one. Uh, it'll be at Dodger Stadium. Uh, we'll see what happens. They got to get at least one from the Dodgers, uh, and hope that the A's and the hope that the A's and the Athletics, or Jesus, the same team. Hopefully, the A's and the Astros. Excuse me. Uh, maybe go back and forth. Maybe two one, one two, uh, one one, and then somebody finally gets the victory. Obviously, someone's going to win that series. But I feel like I know I mentioned earlier that maybe you want the Athletics to win, but kind of going back a little bit on that. Maybe it's time to start rooting for the Astros in this series because. The athletics get swept and the and the angels can sweep. This is a good opportunity for them to make some ground uh up in uh you know to kind of get this thing going. Um to kind of push yourself into playoff contention. But you gotta make some sign of, some sort of move now. You've got to assess the team now and get ready to make moves. 
Uh, and I'm going to get ready to wrap up this podcast. So we got a series with the Dodgers coming up. It's going to be very, very fun. Like I said, uh, if you enjoyed the show, please subscribe and rate on iTunes. We are also on Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, TuneIn. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast. Remember, that's B-L-E-A-V.com. Uh, interested in advertising with the show, you can contact Believe at Believe.com. We've got a bunch of great shows on this podcast, um, or excuse me, on this network that range from every team in LA. We've got a couple other podcasts that are outside of LA. They're really, really great. Um, please uh, give us a rating. Uh, give us a review, write a question. We really want to answer questions. I want to make this as interactive as possible. I want to answer your questions. Do you want to ask me questions? You want to ask me about my hot takes? I want to give you answers about my hot takes. Why have I gone back three times about saying that the Astros should lose to the athletics? I don't know. Ask me that question, rate the show, check out all of our other great podcasts on the Believe Network. Please. Do it. I mean, that's all I can guess I can say, please. Anyway, <laughs> that's going to do it for me. My name is Philip Kitafmo, and thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.